We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. So, Notre Dame introduced just a few of the grad transfers that joined the roster. And they also introduced a few of the freshmen. So we want to start with the grad transfers. And I want to start with someone that was a guest on our podcast, Nickel Free Safety Transfer from Oklahoma State, Thomas Harper, who was joined with myself and Malik just a little bit over a month ago. And it was a great conversation. Uh, He was very insightful with what was expected of him and what he watched in the what he saw with the defense in the Gator Bowl and how he can impact the defense. And he had not been on campus yet, so he was looking forward to getting on campus and just seeing how things are. And he was asked about the adjustment and the difference from Oklahoma State to Notre Dame in his short time being there. It's definitely a lot. I mean, you have to go to class here, and it's. I mean, you you're gonna earn the degree, and uh, and I mean, I kind of appreciate that. Uh, and then as far as football, weight wise, it's it's just a different type of a lift, a different type of um, strategy, I guess, when it comes to working out and lifting. And and I'm not think it'll be beneficial for me being uh, on both sides of the fence and having had both uh, both types of training. Yo, Thomas Harper said you have to earn your degree. That's saying a lot about Oklahoma State, right? Like, you actually have to earn your degree here. You actually have to go to class. Like, word? You just going to throw Oklahoma State? LL Nation, let me know. Should I put Thomas Harper on the petty train? Should I put him on the petty train today for that? Like, you actually have to go to class here? Like, that, that, that that was hilarious. I'm like, oh, well. Okay, like, that's how you feel, Thomas. But it's great to hear that you know he is integrating himself and loving the Notre Dame atmosphere and the intensity of not only the football side but the academic side as well. He also went on to say that he has not really pledged which grad degree he's going to be chasing or you know 
going after, and he won't start that until the fall. He made that note. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube as well, Lucky Lefty Podcast. CFB Nation in conjunction with Irish Breakdown, all of our great content, you can go over there right now. It's the Lucky Lefty Podcast. You already know. We spin it different. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So it was really good to hear him talk about that, to talk about the camaraderie that's going on, even with the workouts. But then he also talked about being a leader, always being a leader, but now the challenge of trying to be more of a vocal leader here at Notre Dame. Um, I definitely view myself as a leader, definitely being in college for four years and, and having so much experience. I mean, it's hard not to... Not to be, especially with the, we have a lot of young guys on the team and and, um, and I think that, that they view me, uh, they're going to be watching me and, and seeing what I do, being that I got so much experience and, and, I'm, and I'm coming from a, a, a Big 12 school, so um, I definitely consider myself a leader. Can you describe your leadership style? Uh, yeah, in the past it's been more just by kind of a, a leader as far as not really vocal, more just show you by example, but uh but I think uh, that's one of the things I want to work on going into the spring is just being more vocal. Uh, I think that all the great leaders, uh, if you look at them, I mean, they, they have the ability to be vocal and also lead by example. So I think uh, adding that, that vocal leadership to my, to my resume will definitely uh, help me in the future. And that's good. Because especially on the back end, one of the things that he pointed out, and I'll say this again because we're going to hear this when we hear from Christian Gray in a moment. There is the same name that constantly pops up when 
you hear leadership and young players and the veteran players talk about who helps them and gets them involved with the culture and the playbook. And we'll get to that in a second. But him having leadership, that's something that with Ramon Henderson and Xavier Watts still being young at the position as far as playing time, you need that versatility that he brings at free safety in certain situations and also the nickel. And you want to have that leadership, right? So that they don't feel like they have to take on the responsibility as leaders and kind of just play and get better. And they have a couple of years to still grow into becoming leaders within the program. So I love Thomas Harper seeing the opportunity. I love that the staff talked about that expectation of him being a leader and just going ahead and building upon the style of leader that he's been and pulling out of him some of that vocal side that's obviously there. Because if you go listen to the interview that you had with myself and Malik, you'll see the personality and you'll see why both of us truly believe that not only on the field will he be a leader, but he can be a leader off the field for the fighting Irish. And then I call my guy, John the Baptist. That's what I've called him because he's going to baptize quarterbacks for Notre Dame all season long. That's my nickname for him. You might know him as Jean Baptiste, as the French would say, but I'm going to call him John the Baptist for the 2023 Fighting Irish. He met with the media and he was asked, why Notre Dame? How did you come to the decision and what made you ultimately choose Notre Dame? A long evaluation with my family and thinking about what truly was the best step for me and for the path that I want to take in my future. And, you know, yes, I could have declared this year, but then I felt like I was leaving so much more behind than when I come back. And then when you're going to make your decision, how much did Coach Washington, your familiarity with him, kind of help Notre Dame or ease your mind? I think the familiar the familiarity with Coach Wash and even Coach Seabass, it did a whole lot for me because, you know, I've been with them three years and just knowing them and, and how they treat their players and their guys and, and seeing them in action, it made me let me go play for him. So he's talking about his relationship with defensive line coach Al Washington that played into him ultimately making a decision to join the Fighting Irish goes back to Coach Washington's time as the linebacker coach at Ohio State. Had a great relationship, not only with him, but with his roommate at the time. And this is why I go back to Coach Washington when I was researching him before he was hired. I was watching him talk about his style and why he builds relationships with the young men, regardless of whether or not they choose the school that he's at. Like he's genuinely concerned with the young men that he decides to recruit and he builds a relationship with those young men, especially in the land, especially with the landscape of college football as it exists today, because that might become that might be a time where another opportunity comes where you have the opportunity to recruit that young man once again. It's crazy like that. Right. So even if you don't get a young man. Leave a lasting impression because you never know in two to three years, he might be in the portal and he'll remember you from that relationship, which means the school that you are at as a coach has an upper hand in his recruitment 
And it ultimately led to Baptiste coming to Notre Dame, according to what he told the media this weekend. What's going to be your impact for the Fighting Irish? Uh, my impact here is to, is to come in, uh, bring a leadership role, and, and bring some value to on the field, and, and just and just go from there. Um, Speaking of leadership, you know, what is your leadership style, and are you a vocal leader? Um, I would say I could be vocal at times, but I might not be the most vocal guy. Um, when things go right or wrong, I'm going to be there to help you move you through those steps and, and tell you what you're doing wrong and, and how you can get better. Is this an atmosphere where you can come in and become an immediate leader, or are you sitting back and just kind of looking, look, you know, surveying the, the land and finding where your opportunities might be? I would say for, for any player or any person, if, if you're a leader and it's, it's truly in you, you can lead no matter what. It doesn't matter if, if there are leaders already, you can come in and step in the role and help them out too. Once again, leadership. Isn't it amazing that, you know, if you're a vocal leader, either you've been trained or you've been mentored by someone that you've been able, you've been able to watch or it's just a natural trait, a natural part of the charisma that you have. Like even with me and the things that I do from a ministry standpoint, you know, my dad was my mentor. And literally, you know, you guys always joke with me about using my hands. That's my dad. Like that just came from watching him as a young lad, just watching him talk and his mannerisms and picking up things. And that became my leadership style. And so to come from other schools like Ohio State and Oklahoma State, I just I just wonder, you know, because Larry Johnson is a very quiet, stoic leader. He'll get in your face, but he's very quiet, business-like, and very stoic if you've ever been around him. So I wonder if just coming under Marcus Freeman and being around the coaches on this staff and just seeing how they move and how they operate and the vibe of the culture, if that's, kind of, if that's going to be able to pull that vocal leadership out of Baptiste and also Thomas Harper because they see as part of the culture and this is a player-led program. It's going to be very interesting to see what happens with him. I, if we get eight sacks, eight or more sacks from him, I'm very happy. I am very happy. Now we go to the freshman and boy, oh boy, we told you all during his recruitment that Christian Gray was one of a kind. We told you he was one of a kind. And he talked about working with Matt Bayless, why he came in early, and his size. Um, I'm trying, I want to get to 190, but um, in the weight room, they got me at 180 right now for my weight club. Christian, I know you've only been here a month, but have you had a moment that sort of reassured you, like, this is why I came to Notre Dame? Every time in the weight room, that's why. Uh, Coach Bayless and all, like, he just remind me every time why I chose Notre Dame. I chose hard because I want to be great. Like, I want to be this humble man, this, this great man that came out of Notre Dame. That dude said I chose hard. He had me right there. He had me right there. He said I chose hard. 
Every time I'm in, I'm in the weight room with Matt Bayless, it confirms to me that I made the right decision to come to Notre Dame. I chose hard because I want to be humble and I want to be great. Yo, how can you not love this kid, man? Man, how can you not love this kid? How? Like, he gave, like, the best six-and-a-half-minute first-time interview I've ever seen from an incoming freshman. Like, just his reaction when he came downstairs. He comes down the stairs because they were upstairs first talking to the media, and they come downstairs to meet with the assembled media in front of the lights and cameras. And he walks up, and his first thing is like, man, yo, it's a, yo, it's a lot of cameras. And he starts messing with his hair like, yo, I, I didn't prepare for this. I didn't know it was going to be like this. He's like, man, this is my first time. Yeah, welcome to Notre Dame. Welcome to Notre Dame. This is what it's like. This is big-time college football, young man. Coach Vic, I know you're happy. Look at Coach, Coach Vic sticking his chest out all the way from the Lou. That's that St. Louis talk. I hear you, Coach Vic. I hear you. Christian Gray, he went on to talk about not only his size, uh, he, I think one of the things he said, if he didn't come in early, he would probably still be 172 when he reported for the fall. Now he's at 183. So he's put on 11 pounds of muscle already with Matt Bayless. Literally in just, it's been a month since they reported. And over a month, he's put on 11 pounds of muscle. He said he wants to get up to 190. Like, because he's projecting himself to the NFL. So he wants to get up to 190, but they want him to stay around 180 for his freshman year. So what's been the toughest transition for you, Christian? Without, uh, without being on my mom, like I always be with her because I'm a mama's boy and everything. So <laughs> I just, uh, I miss her. So that's the, I think that was the hardest transition for her. How often do you get a chance to talk to her? Every day. Every day and every chance I get. So I'll be calling her every night. <laughs> she be sleepy like, what, Christian? I'll be like, I just miss you, mom. So, yeah. <laughs> what advice has she been giving you? Um, To stay humble, stay me. Stay this goofy Christian Gray, this, this smart, intelligent man. And uh, just, just work. Just work harder than anybody else. Yo, I'm telling you, man, this kid. Yo. First semester, away from home, mama's boy. What else does a mama's boy do other than call his mom every day? He's not calling home saying, man, this is tough. Uh, no, he loves it. He loves the challenge of Matt Bayless. Matt Bayless confirms to him every day why he chose Notre Dame. He wants the tough. He doesn't want the easy road. But, man, I still miss my mama. Man, I still miss her apple pie. I still miss her chicken. I still miss her mac and cheese. I still miss her rubbing my head at night. I still miss laughing with her, cracking jokes with her. Because according to Christian Gray, his mom is the true jokester of the family. Yo, yes, yo. The vulnerability being shown right there. You have to love it from Christian Gray. You have to love it. He also talked about, man, why does this keep coming up? Leadership? Christian, what are you bringing to the table? 
What have coaches told you that they need from you in this program? So I got this from Cam Hart, like showing more than just telling. So like when he says like in a weight room, like uh, if Coach Bailey says like, you got you to gotta be strong, got to be hard, like with a great heart. Cam shows it. He just don't tell you. He's going to cheer you on and everything, but he shows it and everything else. And, like, that's what he's telling me about leadership. Like, that's that's big on leadership. So. You know why I showed that last clip right there? Because it really wasn't a lot. But whether it's Benjamin Morrison last year, whether it was Jaden Mickey, whether it was Thomas Harper, and now on a Christian Gray. There's one name that keeps coming up as the representation of Notre Dame football in that locker room. And I tried to tell people all season, and I tried to tell you two weeks ago, that the most selfless person in this Notre Dame program is Cam Hart. One of the greatest examples of what Notre Dame football is on and off the field is Cam Hart. And the young players and the elder statesmen all echo the same name when it comes to who shows them. That's what Christian Gray just told you. I can show you. My, the old people used to say, I can show you better than I could tell you. That's a different format. Some of you guys maybe have never heard that. That's like a saying back in the day when someone was talking, you know, and they acted like they wanted to humbug. Humbug's another, you know, it's an old school word for fight, you know, get down, whatever. You know, you have someone chirping at you, you know, and you just respond to them. Like, I can show you better than I can tell you. I'm not about all that talking. I don't do all that talking, but I'm going to show you. Just watch. Just watch me. And to hear Christian Gray receiving that, downloading that, He's going to be that guy in another two years. He Heck, he might be that guy by the end of his freshman year. Who knows? But once again, Cam Hart, regardless of what you think about his play on the field, he is absolutely one of the most selfless individuals for this Notre Dame program. He is all about Notre Dame. All about Notre Dame. And it's glad to hear that, or well, I'm happy to hear that from over, from just about every body in that defensive back room, whether you're a safety or defensive back, Cam Hart is that leader. He truly is. Lucky Lefty Podcast, Apple Podcast, Spotify, in conjunction with Irish Breakdown, be a CB, CFB Nation, all of our great podcasts. Leave five stars. Leave your comments. We respond to all of them. Also, our YouTube page, Lucky Lucky Podcast. Subscribe. Hit the like button. Hit the notification bell. Every time we drop something, every time we go live, you'll get us. It's the Lucky Lucky Podcast. You already know we spin it different. Last but not least, yo, this is someone that took me. I didn't know. I didn't know we had this personality. Big boy. Big boy. Once again, you guys in the chat. We're saying, man, it's good to hear somebody talking about Al Washington. Well, you know what? That trend continued with this guy, Devin Houston, defensive lineman. This kid 
Oh, this is how he came in. Just check it out. Learning that it's very, very tiring. I mean, <laughs> just the day to day, I mean, it's pretty crazy. Um, you know, getting up early, um, not so much late nights. The one thing I will say is I've been going to bed the earliest I've ever have in my life right now, um, like 9, 30, 10 o'clock type um, uh, bedtimes. But um, yeah, no, it's great overall, though. I really like it. And then did your brother give you any valuable advice before you got here? Yeah, um, main thing he said was just stay the course. I mean, um, embrace who you are, um, embrace the challenges, embrace the struggles, everything, and just um, stay grounded in who you are and have confidence in yourself and, and yeah, stay the course. Stay the course. It's great to hear. His brother Caleb Houston, formerly a Michigan basketball player, is now in the NBA with the Orlando Magic. Just really started getting some playing time briefly if I'm not mistaken, you know, getting his feet wet and getting his feet under him in the NBA. But Devin Houston, man, so much, so much personality. I guess he was a little late arriving to the podium, so he walks up this big smile. It's like, yo, my bad, my bad. And, you know, he just had everyone in stitches, man. It's like, like I said, the individuals that they chose to introduce to the media and represent this incoming freshman class, just fantastic, a fantastic job. And choosing the young men that they did. And tomorrow, we're going to get into Ben Minich, Jaden Osbury, Preston Zinter. They were fabulous as well. We're going to hear from those three guys on tomorrow. Lucky Lefty podcast. Now, you know, he talked about, you know, he's a dancing bear of sorts, right? That's one of the things we learned about him watching this film and hearing from the coaches and why they loved him when they were recruiting him. But he literally dances, like professionally dances, like puts together routines. That's his thing. So he was asked about that, you know, and he was asked, what is your sack celebration going to be like? Oh, you're going to see everything. (laughs) You're going to see everything. Um, Mainly hip-hop, though, because, you know, I'm a hip-hop guy. Uh, but you're going to see everything. Definitely going to pay attention to what's hot at the moment and everything. Um, and, yeah, it's going to be great. Would you say you're the best dancer already on the team, or it's really tough? We haven't had um, a, a dance-off or anything like that, but I know the guys rock with my moves. So, I mean, hopefully. Um, but yeah, everybody got a little something to them, so who knows? Yeah. Yo, let me tell you something. By the way, by the way, I, had, I forgot to get this out. Devin Houston just reminded me. The Super Bowl yesterday was probably the best combination of touchdown celebrations. Absolutely. There were like four or five re- four or five really good ones yesterday. I just want to mention that. But also, Devin Houston not only said that it's going to help him out as far as his sack celebration and a dance-off with his teammates. But it's part of his tools that he's working on to improve and get early playing time. No, um, yeah, dancing helped a lot. Um, you know, quick feet, all that good stuff. Um, but in terms of coordination, it's helped uh, tremendous, tremendously. But I definitely say it's helped the most in terms of being able to mimic what other people do. Because um, as you know, like uh, pass rush and everything, it's kind of like an art if you really look at it. And being able to watch someone be able to mimic, mimic them is huge. And I think my ability to do that is, is what sets me apart and definitely helps me along the way. What are you concentrating on right now to improve your game? What area do you need to improve? 
I definitely just say my, my knowledge of the game um, as a whole, as well as um, my my um, uh, toolbox, like in terms of pass rush moves, um, get off moves, all that kind of good stuff. Um, I'd say that's definitely my biggest area of improvement that I'm looking to, to fix up for sure. Yo, this kid is one of my sleepers to get on the field early defensively. He's one of my sleepers to get on the field early defensively. I'm very intrigued about how they're going to go about building his body and where he's going to land from a weight standpoint, right? So is he going to be mentored by Howard Cross and kind of stay in that range? Howard Cross really sits at about 270. Realistically, getting to the season, he probably sits in between 270 to 280, fluctuates a little bit. Devin Houston has a little bit more stout, lower body, definitely. So he might be able to operate in the 290s, in the 290s, to really take full advantage of his footwork, the great feet that he has, and just overall game athleticism, quickness, and short spaces. I think his game is definitely going to transition well and give him an opportunity to make an impact early in his fighting Irish career and early during his freshman campaign. Absolutely. Here we go. Joe, responding to what I said about yesterday, Travis Kelsey had the stankiest, stanky leg I've ever seen. Like, that's why he had to do this. Because he knew he was going, man, he knew he was over the top with the stanky leg. He, <laughs> it was fantastic, though. It was fantastic. I absolutely loved it, man. Uh, man, that Super Bowl was, a, man, flat out entertaining Super Bowl. And it was just fantastic. Lucky Lefty Podcast. So, we gave you just a little bit of the grad transfers and just a little bit of the incoming freshmen. As I said before, we'll hear from Preston Zenter, Jay Nalsberry, and Ben Minich tomorrow on the Lucky Lefty podcast and hear what they had to say about their transition to Notre Dame and the impact that Matt Bayless is having on them. We talked about Harry Heastan. We'll get to your questions and Super Chats momentarily. But I just wanted to take this time to acknowledge the, uh, the, the buzz that was around the campus this weekend because offensive coordinator candidate and now Utah's offensive coordinator Andy Ludwig who is by far Malik's number one choice to replace Tommy Reese was on campus you there were pictures floating all over of him at the hockey game with Jared Parker and Marcus Freeman one could surmise that based upon the body language and based upon the video that surfaced as well, that the talks were, man, the fact that he was here bodes well, number one, that he was on campus, and the fact that he stayed and just reading the body language in the pictures and the body language in the video, it really looks like Andy Ludwig could be the guy. I fully expected that by this Tuesday or Wednesday, Notre Dame media will go ahead and release something or we will start hearing that someone is truly the lead candidate. But now with Harry Heastan 
leaving and retiring, and with the NFL season ending yesterday, or the football season, college done, NFL, there are even more jobs that are about to open in the NFL. I do expect Al Golden to be a top candidate. And I don't think he is just stuck on being a defensive coordinator. I'm sure he would love to go to the NFL as a defensive coordinator. But I think if he gets the right positional coach situation, I do expect Al Golden to interview, contemplate, and ultimately, if I had to put my money on it, I would probably say Al Golden would go to the NFL if presented with the right opportunity. So this is now probably going to be three new coaching positions that Notre Dame has to fill over the next couple of weeks. Over the next couple of weeks. And I'm going to be honest. The Harry Heastan retirement hurts. Right? For multiple reasons. I think if fans would be honest, his retirement hurts for multiple reasons. Tommy Reese, as we found out, the way you guys spoke up about it, it was almost like people felt like, you know what? We knew this was coming, so we just ripped the Band-Aid off, right? With Al Golden, I don't know how you guys feel because I really don't think Notre Dame fans have really sunk their teeth into Al Golden as a coordinator as of yet. So there, there really hasn't been any buy-in. So for him to leave and go to the NFL or go take another position, I just I wouldn't see that as being hurtful to the fans or the fan base. And in my opinion, there are some candidates out there to be defensive coordinator that I would think would be an upgrade over Al Golden if he did, if he indeed decided to leave. You know, opportunities may not come. You know, Tyler Bench, you're on to something. I, I see what you're saying. You're on to something right there, my brother. I wouldn't be mad with that at all. At all. You know, Mike Huff, he says, don't really care if Golden goes. Marcus can handle that defense. Mike, I think a lot of fans might agree with you and might share the same sentiments. You know, it's like, mm, okay, he's gone. Okay, cool. You know? It was D-Rock Irish. Said, I reached out on Ludwig to some Utah folks. Would hate to see him leave. Others felt Ludwig's offense was held back too conservative and didn't open up the offense like he wants to. Oh, wow. That's interesting. I actually talked to... um, My guy, he's going to join us sometime this week, Josh Newman, who covers the Utah Utes. Uh, Me and Josh got acquainted, of course, when Jalen Johnson was drafted by the Bears. That's when we first connected. And we were talking about Andy Ludwig over the weekend. And D-Rock, 
I, will, I, I can confirm the things that you heard from your people. I can confirm with my conversation with Josh Newman, who is uh, the beat writer for the Salt Lake Tribune that covers the Utah youths. Some of those same sentiments were shared in our conversation. And Josh said, uh, man, just let him know. And more than likely this week, uh, we're going to have Josh on because I want to get the background, you know, but I can see that. I can see that, you know, because Utah recruits to a certain style that's best for them. And they play to a certain style that gives them the, the most consistent opportunity to win the most football games. And we've already talked about how resourceful Andy Ludwig is with what he has, which lends us to believe if he had more resources, he would definitely open it up and have even more success as an offensive coordinator. So actually, B-Rock, what you heard and what I've heard is very encouraging. But the overall vibe from what I'm hearing and the vibe from the pictures and the video is that it was a very positive interview, visit to South Bend, and I wouldn't be shocked if we hear something in the next 24 hours or the next 48 hours. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about, but why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. I did. We did see the breaking news. I uh, actually, this is funny. Uh, Justin Scott is going to take an official visit to Georgia. He's also going to end up taking official visits to Ohio State, Michigan, and Notre Dame as well. So he's going to take his last bit of visits once the basketball season is done. I spoke to him Saturday. They had a big win to close out the regular season against Mark Carmel. Big-time win against a big-time rival. We talked about the game, talked about the playoffs a little bit, and he did let me know that, yo, man, I'm getting ready to set up my visits, and once my visits are done, man, I'll make my decision. He's not going to drag it out. So these visits are literally like, yo, everyone has to hit it. Everyone has to hit it because these visits are going to be very important. 
He's going to go on the visits. He's going to make his last decision. And we'll see where it goes from there. But absolutely, he is still very much a Midwest kid, in my opinion. Fully understand why he's taking a trip to Georgia based upon what they produced at his position recently. But he is still a Midwest kid at heart. And he still has the same love and affinity for the University of Notre Dame and specifically Marcus Freeman. So the Tommy Reese situation has little to no effect on Justin Scott. Little to no effect. Even though Tommy was the Chicago plug, little to no effect with Tommy Reese leaving on the recruitment of Justin Scott. Lucky Lefty Podcast. Let's get to Super Chats and questions. I ain't afraid of no goats. Thank you for the Super Chat. Do we think that maybe they have interviewed too many offensive coordinators that did want to bring in their own offensive coach or O-line coach? Do you think they said something to the effect of Harry? No. No. Had nothing to do with the – from nothing to do with the search. Uh, multiple conversations to keep him on the staff took place. Marcus Freeman was locked in and saying he wanted the staff to stay intact. And the ball started rolling on Harry Heastan as soon as Tommy made his decision. Joe. Papiti, thank you for tapping in as always. Thank you for the super chat. So am I way off and wondering if there's something going on in South Bend and OC and O-line coach leave within a month. Timing is horrible. What happens to our O-line class? MF has to feel snake bitten. Uh, not really. I think, no, I wouldn't say he feels snake bitten by Tommy. But I think he was very prepared for Tommy to leave because it was expected. And as far as Harry Heastan, I think it's understandable why he moved the way he moved after Tommy left. But I don't think, I think it, it kind of took people, people were kind of shocked. Like, really? So I'll leave it at that. James Bucker. Thanks for the super chat. It's got to be a bit concerning. Harry is retiring after one year with Freeman. I love Freeman. I'm sure it's just coincidence, but it's a bit concerning with Harry. First, Tommy, okay, but then, well, Tommy had nothing to do with Marcus Freeman. Tommy leaving had everything to do with Tommy. Tommy sat there and, and told the, the players he loved them and he was staying to win a national championship and turned around after he spoke to them a month later or weeks later and was trying to get a job in Miami or at least discussing a job in Miami. Tommy is Tommy. So we do. This had, we can stop circling around Marcus Freeman. Tommy was Tommy. And Tommy is going to continue to be Tommy. And I said it last week. I don't think Marcus Freeman is losing one bit of sleep over Tommy Reese leaving Notre Dame. Not one bit. Just my opinion. I don't think he's losing one minute of sleep over Tommy Reese leaving. I heard that he spoke with Harry Heastan to try to keep him. I'm not too sure the same conversation happened with Tommy Reese. 
And Harry, once again, is a byproduct of not wanting to work with a new OC. And being Tommy was the one, Tommy was the main reason he came back to Notre Dame. He flat out was. But we said that last year when he came back. Anthony Solomon, thank you for the super chat from one GC to another. I appreciate the professionalism displayed by you and Malik. We appreciate it. Hey, we're trying to get better. We're trying to get better. We're working on it. We both have crazy schedules. I was in the city earlier taking care of some business and just wanted to make it back. He's on the road, literally driving to L.A., and his signal was crazy. Uh, we tried to make it work and come on an hour earlier before he got on the road, but I couldn't change my appointments I had earlier. So you know, I just told him, I'll go ahead and knock out the show since we have the schedule. And then if you want to come on tonight, we can do that as well. But it's going to be up to him depending upon what time he gets back and what his schedule looks like. But we appreciate you, Anthony Solomon, and everyone else that taps in and shows support to us. Uh, Adam Shipley, thank you for tapping in. So what you are being critical of a man who didn't want to do it anymore, he had to be talked into coming back, and I don't want a player or coach who doesn't want to be here. I'm not being critical of the man at all. I think I was very congratulatory of Harry Heastan, the man, and the coach. He's just not being 100% truthful. I'm going by the statement he released. He's not being 100% truthful in the statement. Because if Tommy Reese was still here, the reasons he gave for leaving wouldn't have made an impact. He would still be here. That's it. That's it. I don't have a problem with Harry Heastan at all. I'm just pointing out, nah, mm, might have to call a little BS on that right there. Jason Hughes, thank you for the super chat. We still got Chris Watt as a coach. Yes, Chris Watt is still there. But see, now this is the question, and we'll do some more digging. And find out because now will the ultimately the last decision goes to Marcus Freeman, but you have to question whether or not um, the OC has influence, right? Because this is the thing, as I said before, when and for example, when Andy Ludwig showed up in South Bend, he knew Harry Heastan was no longer on the staff. So that's a great thing. So now in his mind, you know, does he have an assistant back in Utah that he wants to bring with him? Does he have a connection elsewhere that he wants to bring with him? So it's going to be very interesting. Um, Irishman, the little big house hater. Lightfoot and Scott, a package deal. Are we recruiting him too? Yes, Marquise Lightfoot is being recruited actually by both of them are being recruited by Georgia. Both of them have been offered by Georgia. Both are being recruited by Georgia. Lightfoot is also being recruited by Ohio state. It's pretty much the same schools for both of them, Michigan, Ohio state, Georgia, Notre Dame. It's all the same. 
Yes, I would love to see them as a package in, in South Bend. And three says, Tommy Reese leaving was addition by subtraction, losing Harry Hurts. Hopefully Andy Ludwig is planning to bring in his own guy or whomever the OC, the eventual offensive coordinator will be. You know, so we'll dig a little bit more. But definitely the candidates knew that Harry Heath fan was no longer going to be part of the staff during their interviews of those that showed up on campus. All right. We try to get left to you guys tonight. He's on the road. You guys pray safe travel for him and the rest of the crew that are in the car with him that they make it back to Los Angeles in safety. As I said before, Irish Breakdown, you guys can go over there right now to continue the conversation about Harry Heastan, offensive coordinator position, Andy Lutwig and his visits to South Bend, and a lot more information over at Irish Breakdown. Don't forget, Lucky Lefty Podcast, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, CFB Nation, in conjunction with Irish Breakdown and our YouTube page. Go follow us. Subscribe. Hit the like button. Let everybody know. It's the Lucky Lefty Podcast with all our great content. We spin it different. You already know what time it is. It's time to get petty. Oh, we did a good job executing are you upset with something? And fire up the Petticoat Junction train. I just don't like you. You don't? No. What is today's Petty Historic Petty Junction? Petty Junction, Petty Story of the Day, brought to you by Anora Whiskey, AnoraWhiskey.com, that premium American whiskey, AnoraWhiskey.com. Hey, NFL, you have the nerve to tell me that you spent $800,000 for that field that took over two years to grow, and that's what that Super Bowl had to look like yesterday with players slipping all over the place? Kickers slipping on kickoffs, almost breaking their ankle. Are you kidding me? As much money that was put into that full production from pregame show to the super pregame show to the performances before the kickoff to the halftime show to the postgame show to the post-postgame show. You couldn't get the field right? The actual surface that supports the performance that everyone, millions and billions of people around the world are sitting at the same time to watch and be entertained. Only to have a subpar surface to perform on. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Dude, and every it seems like every time there's a big game in this stadium, the turf is an issue. Every time. NFL, get it right. It's ridiculous. 
People are complaining about calls. People are complaining about all this stuff. The surface impacted the quality of the game. And it was a fantastic game. Fantastic NFL theater. But it, just think about how much better it could have been on a Super Bowl surface to play on. A high-quality playing surface would have elevated that game immensely. And it was already fantastic. It was already fantastic. Lucky Lefty Podcast. I know you guys said, eh, maybe, maybe not. But I'm going to have to go ahead and put new defensive back in Notre Dame. I'm going to have to go ahead and put Thomas Harper on the petty train, man. Yo. You didn't have to throw Oklahoma State's football program under the bus like that, G. You didn't have to do that. My man literally just flat out said, yo, yeah, it's different here. Like, we actually have to go to class here. Like, what? My man. That was... That was absolutely bogus on your part, man. I loved every minute of it, though. I'm going to keep it a buck. I loved every minute of it. I want to hear your boy, Gundy, respond to it. Hey, Coach, Thomas Harper pretty much said that the academic, academic standard for the football team here are kind of uh, lackluster. You know, what is your response to that? Come at me. I'm 40. I'm a man. Don't come in my program. Come in my education. Don't talk about my players. Don't talk about my program. Come in. <laughs> Yo. Chicago Bears fans. I put them on a the petty train. You know why? There was not one fan base that didn't give a darn about that Super Bowl more than Chicago Bears fans. Chicago Bears fans could not wait until the clock hit double zero to start tweeting, the Bears are on the clock. The Bears are on the clock. It's all about the draft. It's all about the free agency. That's, dude, that's all you saw from Bears fans. They just watched a fabulous Super Bowl. Fantastic Super Bowl. And their first tweet, as soon as the game was done, was all about free agency and the draft. Look, Bears fans, you got plenty of time to get to free agency and the draft. Just enjoy the Super Bowl like everyone else, man. It, I mean, it is really ridiculous what I saw. Super Bowl party. This game is on. You know what the conversation in back of me was? Jalen Carter or Will Anderson. This is in the middle of the fourth quarter with the game on the line with two quarterbacks playing at an all-time high. In the midst of this game, in Chicago at a Super Bowl party, people are debating Jalen Carter and Will Anderson. My, come on, man. Enjoy the moment. Bears fans didn't give a darn about that Super Bowl yesterday. Not one 
they didn't give one single iota of a darn about who won that game yesterday. Lucky Lefty Podcast. Great show. You guys are the best, man. Thank you to everyone that tapped in. Thank you for your comments. Thank you for keeping the chat lit every day. There's no better chat than the Lucky Lefty chat. You fans make it absolutely incredible. Absolutely incredible. So, for my guy Lucky, who's on the road, as soon as he gets back, I'll chop it up with him to see what he wants to do. You guys have a fantastic Monday. Hey, if, if you're still hang, if you're still having hangover, take your meds. Get right, man. Because I, I believe there's some really good news coming in the, the next 24 to 48 hours for Notre Dame fans. So for Lef and me, have a fantastic Monday. But most of all, you have to make sure that you spin it different.